Toxic relationships are everywhere. So we're giving you five examples of toxic relationships that get increasingly more toxic so you can avoid them. Put on your hazmat suit and let's jump into number five. Today I effed up by ignoring a helicopter crash where I could have saved someone because my wife said, it's not worth your time. Yikes. Yikes, dude. Your wife does not sound like a good person. Let's go. Dude, Kobe could have survived. <laughs> no. Now I'm mad. Did, did, was there any like survivors from the Kobe helicopter no. crash? No. You know, None. the day after Kobe died in a helicopter crash, I went up in a helicopter. Hmm. And my mom was like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, that's so dangerous. And I'm like, mom, the chances of there being two helicopter crashes back to back is very low. That would have been insane, though. Would have been insane. You're like, no, yeah. Samuel Donner. What? And I would have known you then. Yeah, you would have known. That would have ruined Everything. my life. Yeah. So this happened, I don't know, in 2008, and it's a memory that unfortunately won't go away in my life. It popped up again unintentionally and unprovoked the other night, and it just doesn't sit right with me, and I'm always left with regret and remorse. So the year was 2008 or so. I tried Googling the news headlines to corroborate my claim, but I'm not very good with that sort of advanced research. My then wife at the time is not a good person at heart. Yikes. Yikes. Called it. She was a Karen in training and very self-centered. We were heading up the 101 in California for her cousin's wedding one weekend. I want to say it was around Salinas before the exit to head west to the Monterey. That is when the accident happened. I saw a spray helicopter about 100 yards on our right take off from the fields and watched it get about 50 feet in the air, not too high for a helicopter, but enough to be low for a helicopter. I saw it hovering there and then saw the propellers for a second quite visibly, which caught my attention because you should honestly never see them rotating that fast when airborne. So now I'm paying complete attention to the helo, which I guess is short for helicopter, and I watched smoke come out of its engines and then just stop and plummet it to the ground like a rock. I saw it happen and pointed it out and I started to pull over to the shoulder to help and she yells at me, what are you doing? I'm pulling over to help. What are you going to do? I've got a fire extinguisher in the car. I can go put out the flames and try and pull them out. You're not a Marine anymore. You can't just go running off and saving people anytime anymore, but they could be hurt and I see smoke everywhere. No, we're going to be late for the wedding. Let someone else deal with it. So away we went. I found out later on during the week in the news that two people died inside the fire before emergency services got there. The worst part is that when we finally arrived to her cousin's wedding, we found out that we were deemed unimportant enough for the actual ceremony and it was the reception we were hurrying to. I feel like those deaths are on me and I should have done something. Edit, thanks for all the well wishes and DMs. No, I don't know why comments got locked. I received no messages about it. I'm aware I've got issues with PTSD from war-related things and mostly in my time as a PMC. What's a PMC? Private military company. Okay. Uh, like security contractors. Right. I do do therapy and talk about everything. Perhaps it's time to add this one to the list. It is odd to me that specific instances pop up, but thanks for allowing me to share it. I still feel bad, though. Slightly less bad. Thanks some to the comments. 
The helicopter never actually exploded, but yes, I'm aware my rinky-dink extinguisher would have been as useful as a bottle of water. If I remembered correctly, it was a small cockpit fire and the engine had just died, hence my regret for not at least trying. No one's found the article yet, but I appreciate the effort truly. It's why I mentioned it. If it helps, I want to say it was around early afternoon maybe. Definitely not that morning crash people keep sending me where the people survived. I wish it was though. So what do you think? Is OP's wife the a-hole for not letting him save two people from a fiery death? How close were they again? They were on, like, I guess it was like they were on the freeway and it was like right on the other side of the freeway. Do you think you could save someone from that? I don't know. If you saw a helicopter crash on the side of the road, would you stop? I'd call the cops. I called, I saw a fire like last week that was pretty big and I called the cops. Dude. Yeah. 911, baby. It was the first time I did it actually. Really? That's for my name. Yeah. Huh. I've never called 911 before. That's crazy. Uh. I do have a 911 story. Have you? Well, what did you do? Uh, oh, so um, I called 911. Wait, really quick. Put your answers in the comments. One, if you've ever called 911 before and why. And two, if you saw a helicopter crash, would you try to do something or would you just call 911 or would you do nothing? Riley, what's your 911 story? Um, I would maybe try to see what I could do. If it was in flames, call 911. Um, so... I was in seventh grade yeah. and my dad's friend needed help, like move, like cutting down some like trees, like some little th thin pine trees. Yeah, yeah. They were dead at his house. So my dad got this dump truck and it was me, my brother and my dad and his friend. And it was hot. It was like the hottest day of that summer. And I remember just like working there. We were maybe like 20, 30 minutes in. I was like, I was like looking up. I was like, Lord. I would do anything to get out of this situation right oh, now. No. Oh, no. And so we, I was kind of getting in the sway of things. I was like putting the, my dad would cut the trees at the bottom. Him and his friend would with chainsaws. And I, me and my brother would take the little trees and throw them into the dump truck. Yeah. Um. So like he, so he's left-handed using a right-handed chainsaw. So he's like cutting this tree kind of at this angle, right, right down the middle and I remember seeing him do it. So I like, I like walked around him as he's doing it and he went boom, boom, popped up, boom, <gasps> right into the face, right into oh, the face. This is not your dad. This is your dad's friend. This is my dad. This is your dad. This is my dad. You know what the first thing I thought was? What? He's going to have an eye patch. And I was like thinking in that moment, my life with my dad having an eye patch. And I was like, this is crazy. Like people are going to ask me about it. Ask me what happened. Halloween's going to be weird. He'll probably dress up. Like that was just what was going Pirate through my head. every year. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then my second thing was like, oh, this would be a great time to call 911. And I called 911 and I asked the guy what the address was. Got it wrong. Wait, wait, wait. Were, like was your dad bleeding? Yeah, he was bleeding. He was bleeding ever like down, oh the, down his thing. He was like, oh, oh. And I was like, you good? And he's like, oh. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I go in the house, tell the friend. And I'm like super calm. He's like, hey, I was like, hey, my dad just got hit in the face by a chainsaw. And he's like, oh my gosh. And I was like, so what's the address? He tells me, call the cops, get the address wrong. Cause they're like, you're saying you're here, but you're actually here. Should we come there? And I was like, yeah, come, come to where you tracked me. Yeah. Uh, they come and my little brother, he's like, the first responders come. My little brother's to the side crying and he's like, he's like, oh, and I'm like calming him down. I'm like, it's okay. Dad'll be all right. To the side. My dad's having a conversation with the first responders and they ask him like, is there anything we can help you with? And my dad's joking. And he's like, well, I have some poison ivy on my leg. Like, can you help me cure that? 
And one responder very loudly says, well, we can't do anything about that. <laughs> and my brother hears that and he just goes, oh, and he just starts crying again. Oh, no. So wait, what happened with your dad's face? So he has like a little scar. He's like 6'8 with the scar. It's not yeah. too noticeable, but kind of scary. Um, he had to get a metal plate in his face. He lost the tooth after a few years. It like got loose, and, but he got a new tooth in. Um, but he's good now. With like his eyes? If he didn't have the sunglasses on, he would have lost an eye. Wow. But he's good. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. It was, it was well, pretty nuts. good on you for thinking quick, being calm, and calling 911. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to call it on this story, and I'm going to go to the next one. But yeah, I think the, the wife is completely the asshole for that. Yeah. You could have saved him. <laughs> All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. My boyfriend manipulated me for the last time, so I'm going to throw him out. Am I the a-hole? And this is uh, near and dear to the heart because this is from r slash OKOP show posted by UB2000. So when I, 23 female, was 19, so I guess four years ago, I was working at a hotel as a room service attendant. I met a 26-year-old man who worked through a temp agency in banquets. The age difference never really struck me as I already had a thing for older guys. Okay, so he's seven years older, 19 and 26. I mean, would you, would you would date, date a 19-year-old? 19 19 there was one... I think it would be, I mean, it would be, I think it would be weird dating someone in college, but if it was like a 19 year old that wasn't in college and like was doing like crazy cool things in the world, maybe I think it's more of like a less of an age thing and more of like a interest. Are you, are you in the same like life stage as me? Yeah. I, I saw a couple at a party and I thought they were a thing and she was like, I'm 18, I'm 26, but they weren't a thing. Was and I was the party like, that we were at? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Oh, yeah. But looking back, it was rather disturbing that a man with a fully formed brain was interested in someone who had just become an adult that year. In our state, 19 is the age of adulthood. Is that, what state is that? It's, no, what? It's 18 everywhere. Is it not? Is it consent? Age of consent is 18 everywhere, I thought. Uh, what state is 19 legal age? Alabama and Nebraska. What? And Mississippi is at 21. Is well, When you're a legal adult? Yeah. Legal that's adult. not the age of consent. She said... She said legal adult. Interested in someone that just became a legal an adult. adult. So what's that? So the, 
but you can vote at 18. What can you not do? What's the difference between what, what does a legal adult mean? The age at which a person gains control over their own actions and affairs and becomes responsible for the decisions that they make. At 21? Is that responsible for the decisions? No way. That's what it says in Mississippi. I'm confused. All right. If anyone has insight into that, please let me know. He was charming and I had low self-esteem. As we connected, he told me he was homeless. <laughs> Man, Opie, you could do better. Me being the autistic, overly empathetic, and naive people pleaser, I asked my mom if he could stay with us. To my utter shock, she said yes. I was somewhat uncomfortable with the whole thing because I recognized that I hardly knew this man. Why are you inviting a dude that you don't know into your home? He's charming. He's charming. He's hot. He's hot. Possibly. But again, I was a people pleaser, so I told my mom and said yes. He was always vague about how he ended up homeless, which should have been a red flag, but I blinded myself because he was giving me a lot of attention. I think I was holding out hope that the red flags were to a mini golf course. <laughs> It's funny of you. We also ended up hooking up the first night, but I honestly didn't know how to feel about that because it was my second time ever with anyone. His manipulation slowly started peeking its way in. It started with him never wanting to leave my room beyond going to work. Weird. He would also make comments about work like, you could never do what I do in banquets and your day couldn't compare to mine, which did make me feel something of a negative feeling, but I just brushed it off. He then would trash the shows I like and insists we watch stupid shows and scary movies he wanted to watch. It got even more toxic from there. He also at one point tried telling me the new phone I chose for myself was the wrong phone because it wasn't the phone he told me to get. This might sound odd, but I really loved that phone. So that was what started souring my view of him. Then the fateful night started. That evening, I was at work when he drunkenly called me and I could hear women in the background and whistling with loud music. After I got off my shift, I found him plastered and later found out he spent his entire check at a strip club and never paid my mom for anything. And he's staying in their house. The absolute final straw was when he fell over and smashed one of my bins that held very important to me, at least craft projects I had spent months upon months completing. I told him he was done. I had tolerated far too much and I was sick of it. He packed his stuff and at 2 a.m. as I was driving him to work where he said someone could pick him up, he hopped out of the car at a red light and left his stuff in the trunk. I tried to go after him, but it was seriously dark with minimal street lighting. I ended up the next day dropping his stuff off at security. My boss was pissed and I tried getting him banned from the property, but couldn't since it happened off the premises and off the clock. That night I drove to the Walmart and browsed through the clearance section until I felt like it was okay. So he just like ran off. Yeah. That's what happened. Jeez. That night I drove to Walmart and browsed through the clearance section until I felt like I was okay. I also fixed my bin with a couple rolls of duct tape from the clearance section and I fixed some broken crafts. Because he destroyed the right, one of his stuff. Bins. So yeah, yeah. 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 The whole experience left me shaken, angry, sad, betrayed, and confused. But as I look back on it, I'm ultimately proud of myself for kicking him out at all as any other women in my family would have begged him to come back. I have not been in a steady relationship since, but I've been single by choice the past two years and building on myself and my life. Remember, guys and gals, no one has the right to make you feel any negative feelings about yourself. Never let someone tear you down, even if you're strong enough to build yourself back up. We are all worthy of never having to settle. Please let me know if you need to edit this for any reason. Thank you. Thank you for submitting that and awesome for you like actually leaving but op never let some random dude live with you again yeah unless they're very vetted because that's that's a little spooky and your mom like being yeah. like yeah of course 
I'm surprised OP's mom was so chill with it. Yeah. My mom would not be chill. <laughs> I can would only not imagine chill what your mom all. would oh, say. Oh, yeah. My mom would be <laughs> furious. Um, we were in the car today, and, <laughs> and Sam's mom called, and uh, she had a list of, like, things Sam should check on for the house. And I was like, wow, she she really loves... Bossing me around. Bossing, yeah. I don't want to be. Hopefully, she doesn't watch this. But like, I don't want to be that way. But she loves him. She yeah, loves no, him. She cares. She cares. But yeah. it's intense sometimes. <laughs> but let's get into this next story. <laughs> Mommy issues. What do you say? <laughs> you fuck. All right. Am I the asshole for telling my son he deserved his girlfriend breaking up with him? What'd you do, buddy? Yeah, I mean, maybe you did deserve it. Let's see. So my son has had a long distance girlfriend recently for about two years. She was great, a really nice girl, and we all loved her and welcomed her with open arms. She was flying here constantly to visit him like a weekend, a month, and he didn't lift a finger to go visit her which is kind of messed up. I tried talking to him about it several times and told him he should really start looking into flying over to her instead of expecting her to do all of the traveling. He said, no, Aww. she can come to me. And Barbie. This dick don't fly. <laughs> and Barbie, what did Ken, uh, Ken want? Like a a low, did you, have you seen Barbie? No, I haven't Oh, there's like one where like, He's like, it would be really cool if you were like my low commitment girlfriend, long distant girlfriend or something like that. That's what, that's what OP boyfriend wants. Yeah, that's what he wants. Oh, wait, that's what OP's son wants, rather. OP's son's one, yeah. And my wife probably had something to do with it as she constantly told him she was afraid of him flying. I spoke to them both and said, this girl is great for him. She was willing to move over to our country too. Oh, so they're a country away. Oh. But said there was one condition and that was he'd have to fly over to her country too, which is fair enough. He said, no. He didn't want to fly to travel anywhere. My son was becoming lazier and lazier, eventually telling his girlfriend and us that he was perfectly fine never traveling anywhere, including holidays, etc. And last week, he told us she's dumped him. I went on her Facebook page and we're all still friends. And she wrote us an apology letter about how she's upset it didn't work out. But these things happen, so we're on good terms. And it looks like she's with a new guy already. That's his back. Me and my wife have no doubt she was seeing him while still in a relationship with my son. I confess to them both that I actually agree with her decision and he should have expected it. He did not treat her properly and I hope he learns lessons for the next one because he needs to make more of an effort. I said he deserves it for his lack of effort in the relationship and for essentially just allowing this girl to spend all her money and time coming here all the time. Wife and son are very upset that I said this. Very upset. And my wife says I'm being horrible. So am I the asshole? I stand by what I said. I would love to know what you guys think. Put your answers in the comments if you think OP's the asshole. I think, yes, there is a time to say all of this, but I don't think it's immediately after he just got broken up with. Mm, yeah. Because it's point. like, you're he's wrong. in an emotional state. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't gonna, he's not gonna receive that well in that state, you know? Yeah. I would like to know, like, kind of the tone he, like, said it to him. I mean, it seems like a bad tone. Was it pretty stern? Yeah. Yeah. Seems pretty pretty shitty. I, I don't think if I if that was my son, I think I would be consoling initially and then be like, hey, like, when he's a little bit better, like, hey, I want to talk to you about the relationship. I don't think you were you treated her right. Yeah. I, I feel like the son wasn't considered it because consider it because, like, all the time and money she spent on him whenever he was like, eh, you're all right. And also, it is a long-term or lo it is a long distance relationship with it that that's very hard. And the son's young, you know, like, and like maybe he's also just not that into her too. Yeah. It just could be that as well. It's a lesson, learning lesson. Yeah. It feels like a little bit of an asshole move by OP to like 
rub into him. But I do think maybe if OP is saying like, hey, if you don't want this to happen again, like this is what you should do. Give him advice from that uh, perspective. But I think laying into him while the sun is raw is kind of like a little mean. Yeah, of course. I don't know. What do you guys think? Put your answers in the comments. But we're going to get into this next story. Dude, speed reading machine over here. Two out of every two podcasters on the OKOP don't have five stars on Spotify. That's both of us. So if you could donate your thumbs to us right now and use them to tap five stars on Spotify or wherever you're listening, we might avoid lethal injection. Just go to our profile on Spotify, click about, and then rate us five stars or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Save your podcasters, Sam and John, today.